<laughs> so, saw the Joker, finally. Oh, so amazing. The real question is, was that uh, me playing a clip of his laugh or was that me doing the laugh? I'll let you decide. Um, loved, loved, loved that movie. And if you haven't gotten a, a hint from the title, because I am someone who does not like spoilers or things being ruined, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you have not seen Joker and you don't want spoilers on all the theories and things that played out, then you need to quit listening now. Turn back now. I can't help you after this. If you keep listening and then you get mad at me, it's all your fault after this point, all right? Put it in the title, put it in the notes. Spoiler is everywhere. Spoiler alert. Woo, 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 woo. Um, anyways, what's going on, guys? The Rambling Viking, or The Laughing Viking, according to my intro, is back at it again. Going to do a little Joker talk, special episode dedicated to the new movie, The Joker. There's been so much controversy around this. There's been so many different things. Uh, well, when I say controversy, really, it's just been uh, attempted media takedown, media hit. When And once again, the public says, no, you guys are idiots. This, this movie's great, and people still saw it, and you have people freaking out, like uh, the theater in Aurora not showing it, and several theaters around the country not showing it because they're worried it's going to incite some sort of violence because that's the kind of society we live in now. And it sucks, but hey, it is what it is. I'm not here to talk about all that nonsense, really to talk about how amazing the movie is. First of all, Joaquin Phoenix has not disappointed in his any of his big roles over the course of his career. You have Julius Caesar, you have Johnny Cash, and now you have Joker. Big Three big roles, three amazing roles. Such a good job. Um, I absolutely killed it in this movie. Um, now, my other favorite part about this movie is it doesn't spell it out for you. Um, Think of like Shutter Island or Inception, where like there's some there's some question marks left. Like, oh, like is this still a dream? And um, or Shutter Island, like is he crazy? Or did is this a plot to get him locked up in here? You know, what's the situation? Well, this takes that to the next level, completely blurring the lines between reality, hallucination, fantasy, whatever you want to call it, and seamlessly putting them together. And so you you're sitting there and and I called I called several of them pretty well. I was sitting there going, "All right, all right." Um I was like, "Ah, oh, this this has to be fake. You know, hallucination." And or or this is in his imagination. Was it really in his imagination? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So it was absolutely incredible um, play on it, and I think the ending was was super awesome. So, I mean, the questions that that come up for it are: you look at it, and I've I've read, I've skimmed a couple, you know, Reddit fan theories here and there, and basically the debate becomes: all right, what's in his head? What's actually happening? Like the first scene where he's on the Murray show and he calls him out and calls him down. I was like, oh, this is absolutely fake. He's sitting there fantasizing about this. Um, but then there have been some people who point out certain details, like there's a guy playing the piano out front of the music store in the beginning, and would he have not seen the sign get taken and then the clown run off, um, Joaquin's character Arthur run off, when, but when he gets a call back, he says, you owe them a sign. They said, you just disappeared out of nowhere, 
And so some people are saying he actually didn't get jumped by kids, but he hallucinated and just took off in his craziness. There's even some people saying that this whole thing has been, he's been in Arkham this whole time, and this is just him describing these fantasies that he has in, inside of his head. And that one, I'm like, that is that is interesting and I think plausible. That's the best thing about all all the about most of these theories is I think they're totally plausible. They're founded within certain details, but the biggest question mark that comes up in in the entire movie that is gonna, that is really up for debate is the the balance between is his mother crazy or is she right and but but been made to look crazy. So um, if you just as a recap, his mom, Penny Fleck, worked for Thomas Wayne 30 years ago. And then she, according to her account, she had an affair with Thomas Wayne and then got pregnant. And Thomas Wayne, um, at that point, didn't want anything to do with her. So they left. And now she's been writing him letters asking for a little bit of money because Arthur is Thomas Wayne's son. So his real name is Arthur Wayne. Um, however, on the other side of that, the Wayne's side or Thomas Wayne's side and, the, and, and what is uh, accurate according to all the records that the government entities have on file is um, sorry, my Apple Watch started listening to me. I almost sent a text message of that to somebody random. Anyways, what they have on file is that she was she started having these delusional theories, and she adopted this boy. She did not have him, adopted boy, but she got extremely delusional, so they let her go. She was then committed, and then she had issues where boy, she let boyfriends abuse Arthur. And so she actually, and so she has files in Arkham saying that this is why she was, she's why she spent time here. And so you have two opposing narratives here. And at first, you know, they play the side of like, oh my gosh, like that she just, she just is looking for a little bit of help because their family was so nice and caring. And, but then you later, when Arthur, sorry about that. Always dogs on this podcast. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Every time. He's laying right under the table, and he had to start barking before he got outside. Don't come back in and bark, please. I will. Ugh. Anyways. And so you have... So then, with that, with, with this, with that, unfold, that unfolding within the story makes it so interesting to see how the development of Arthur's character goes, you know? And, and it... And it and and his mentality and his all the way up to his his final break, um, but that's really that's really kind of the main tug of the story because Arthur she keeps the whole story of your Bruce your Thomas Wayne's son a secret. She keeps that part a secret while um, sending him the letters. She doesn't want him to know. But then she he opens one of her letters that she says, "Will you go send this for?" Um, and you know with. With him finding out that way, then it opens a can of worms. But then he, oh man, I just don't even know at this point. Um, I'm because at the end, it it really makes it seem like ah, you know, this is she was just crazy. And I think it's fair to assume that Arthur has been abused physically, 
at some point in time. Um, you know, I just don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm I'm leaning more towards I'm leaning a little bit more towards she she's she was a little bit on the delusional side. But I'm not going to rule out that Thomas Wayne had an affair totally. I think I think it could be a mixture. I think she could have they could have been she worked for him and she was attractive and he was young and dumb and boom, has a little affair with her. She gets pregnant and she's like, Oh, Tom but then she has but then he he basically starts he has to make her look crazy, which in turn drives her crazy. And so then, but then it's like, okay, once you're, it's what's that situation? Like once you're in the crazy house, you try and prove you're not crazy. Everyone just thinks you're crazy. Like there's, you know, that's the question I always have about those places. Like if you were getting institutionalized, there's, it's in a lot of ways, it seems like there's no way out because you start acting normal and they're like, okay, cool. You're getting better, but we can't let you go. Um, or whatever. Or they say, you know, or, or you're, oh, you're getting better. No, he's just putting on a front or whatever have you. And then when you try and fight back and say like, look, I'm, I'm not crazy. And they say, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so it's like every guy saying I'm innocent. I didn't do the crime, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm innocent too. You know, it's, you, there's no, there's really not much you can do to, to, to justify that. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of liking that theory because I don't think this would be a movie. I, I think, first of all, I think they, they left this open-ended like this totally on purpose, totally on purpose. And they may, I think they may have it all worked out and they may not, but they definitely want to just sit back and let people f- try and figure it out. Maybe 10 years down the line or something will come out and say big release on, yeah, here's, here's, you know, here's a storyline or here's a backstory. They'll make another movie and, and about it or something. And, you know, a prequel, which would be really, really cool, but we'll just have to wait and see and talk about it a lot. But see, this is, this is what a good movie does, right? It doesn't give you every single detail and you're like, aha, I know everything now. I have all the backstory. Like you're this third party entity that's watching all these different uh, scenes and things like that and getting getting inside information so much so that you know everything. This leaves plenty of room for um, this leaves plenty of room to theorize and talk about it and, and promote good discussion. And also it's very, very, very entertaining. Um, so I think so I'm I'm going I'm going towards I like the theory that he is Arthur is Thomas Wayne's son. Because you want to talk about something that you don't want any part of that you that when you're in such the public eye, I'm kind of maybe I'm being a little bit more cynical about it, you know, and but but that's the route that I want to go. Um, however, I still believe that Penny abused Arthur because I think in it in her in her psychotic break and then our, you know. Well, it could have been relatively small, but it looks bigger because Thomas Wayne has the resources to make it look as such and get her institutionalized and things like that. That, um, gosh, which means he would have had, well, that means she would have had to have had a secret pregnancy. See, that's the thing. It's 30 years ago, and so no one's really around. So, I mean, you'd really have to go to um, Alfred. Alfred, who was in that, that he'd be a key factor as far as getting information. Um, I think, 
Mm, man. But anyways, so the, the, well, I might have found my own plot hole already. Um, and so she resents, but I think, okay, so I think she, so he got her institutionalized and then she finally got him back and she kind of resented him and she had boyfriends. Um, and however, where it states that she let the boyfriends abuse him, I, I, I like, I read this theory today where they, they theorize that she was the one abusing them, not the boyfriends. I totally agree with that. I, I, that's, that's what I'm going to cherry pick from that theory is that she, she abused Arthur because she resented Arthur. It was Thomas Wayne and it was this life that she had and wanted. And it's a constant, constant reminder. But at the same time, she, Arthur is her son and she does kind of love him, but this has literally driven her crazy. And so what she views as like this crazy love affair that just had a falling out wasn't so much so. It was more so one kind of mistake where Thomas was just young and dumb and it wasn't like they were head over heels for each other. It was more like he was being a dumb guy and just trying to get some tail. And and so I think I think we go that route. And then Arthur Gosh, there's so many there's so many little details, you know? Because like so one hint that she might be abusive is when he talks about the comedian, she goes, "Well, you'd have to be fun to be a comedian, you have to be funny." Like just blatantly and that's a talk about a slap in the face right there. Like talk about no compassion at all. Just boom. Dropping a bomb on him right in his face and it's like, "Wow." And then there's also an interesting thought I saw in regards to his laughing disorder. So I think um, that says when he chuckles, when they're, when he's watching the news with his mom, they talk about the triple murder and he chuckles at it. She goes, well, there's nothing funny about that. Yeah, no, I don't buy into that theory. That was a theory they said where they said, ah, she actually doesn't know about his laughing disorder or care because she doesn't. But the thing about his laughing is when it's the disorder, it's very like, it's very, um, uh, outrageous and loud. It's not a chuckle. It's ha ha ha. Like he's belly ache, belly laughing. So I actually will throw that one to the wayside. Um, another, another interesting thought is that certain scenes like the prompting of his, uh, of the murder where they start singing and beating the crap out of him, is that this is sort of a fantasy. Um, that he, that they were there, they were being drunken idiots, and there was a witness there, and then maybe he started laughing, and they're like, what the, whatever. Um, and, excuse me, and, and, and they're not, they're actually not being that confrontational, and, but he imagines that situation, and so then he, boom, pulls out and kills him right there. Part of, playing into part of, the psychotic break that he experiences and the full break that he experiences and it kind of kicks off the chain of events. And I say, on one hand, you know, I I don't know that that one's tough. The one I I haven't decided on as far as like, did the kids actually steal a sign? I don't know. Did, did the, the three guys on the train actually beat the crap out of him. I don't know. Cause maybe because he has that negative view of himself, the self, the self loathing 
that he that he carries with him is is the weight is inevitable, and he already has these fantasies and 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 hallucinations where he went on an entire date with the girl from down the hall, but she actually wasn't there. She wasn't at the club. He went to these restaurants and things and was having these conversations and he, he totally role plays all these scenarios that I just, he, he, he very easily could have done that very easily. Part of me likes, I'm going to stick with the guys on the subway actually beat the crap out of them because they were drunken idiots. He was laughing. And so it, it, it actually kind of made sense. Now, where you can debunk that is if you say, well, the laughing is maybe in his head or he actually doesn't do that overtly as much as people think. Maybe he does it a little bit, but not a ton. Then then it it, it could fit, in my opinion. However, I think, I think he actually got attacked. I think his sign actually got stolen. I'm going to go with that. Um, and then fast-forwarding a little bit to the... The, um, the last scene. So, big question is, how much after all the riots and stuff is that scene? Is it years? Or is it just a few months? Um, and also, he's running with blood on his feet, but it kind of seems like it's leading into, like, this is... Because one thing, one, one thing that you definitely don't see is, like, he's not a criminal mastermind. Like, he had this one incidence on the subway when there's the, pol- the political and cultural scene in Gotham is dire. And you talk about, like, you have people, like, the city is in total disarray right now. And so you have that was a spark that lit a fire, and then people gravitated around that. So that was accidental, but that played into his favor. And then he had his viral moment where he was at the comedy club and so he got on Murray and that's where he made his big stand and he didn't necessarily try and get away or anything like that. However, however, you know, people say, okay, well, he's not, he's not the same like Heath Ledger Joker because he's, he's not a criminal mastermind. But you say, look, that was final. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker was final form. This is, this is how you become Joker. And so I don't, while I don't think he's a criminal mastermind, yeah, I could agree with that. I think the path is paved for him to get there and become the full fledged Joker. And I think he would be amazing at it. But gosh, all in all, this is just an incredible movie because it leaves so many things open ended. You can talk about all these little details and break it down and say, you know, what's his, what's more of his backstory? Because another question is, that someone posed is if his mom was institutionalized and especially for abusing him, why is he back with his mom? So you could say maybe he was taken away. He's been in the foster care system, but once he turned 18 and went out on his own, he came back to mom and that's where he's been for uh, the last 12 or so years. Cause you roughly estimate he's around 30 years old based upon the fact that she, um, she said 30 years ago, this happened. Um, now, the other interesting thought, though, is if you go back to adoption, that his mom is full-fledged crazy, and it, and it still works out in a lot of ways. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm, I'm coming back, too. I'm on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence. I also like it where she actually did adopt him, and that's correct, and then she went crazy thinking that it was saying Arthur... She had delusions. 
that oh yeah Arthur is but my thing is if she was if she was this delusional how could she get a job working for them she had to be semi normal i then that's why i stick with the affair theory right because you there's there's some big jumps in in the thomas wayne side of the story yeah she worked for us she had the adopted kid but then she started having these fantasies which means you basically you could say yeah she fell in love with him and then she she had a little bit of a a mental illness and then that ex- that expounded and, and grew once um once the, the situation where she claimed started claiming Arthur is your son you know we had an affair making up all these fantasies which would then buy into the fact that if you're going to if if mental illness is hereditary at all you could say that she um that you know that's why Arthur is kind of prone to it but he also had a terrible childhood so you know I just don't even so, so that one's a little, it's still a little plausible, but I'm definitely a fan of the theory of Thomas Wayne created the Joker because, and, and like him and Bruce Wayne are brothers Two they're, they're the same coin, but the one's heads and one's tails and they, and they have this constant because it builds this, this narrative that there's this constant, like they are interconnected. And, and if you go to the dark Knight saga and say, you know, we are, we are two where he says we need each other, you need me, and I need you, um, and, and it, it just ties everything together so well, so amazingly. But if you go to the story the side of like, yeah, she just went crazy. Then it becomes some crazy lady who turns her son crazy through making up all these crazy stories and then abuses him. He then becomes the Joker, and he's only really tied in to the Wayne family and creating Batman because he ended up killing these three dudes and people got behind the the clown mask movement. Whereas if you have the depth of Thomas Wayne, this is Thomas Wayne's bastard son, who then he essentially exiled him and his mother and then and then using using uh, mental health, the, the mental health system, as a cover for it and an avenue to get them out of its lives and keep them at bay. And then, but then you have, she's telling the truth, however, it's passed as delusion, and then he finds that out, but then he gets the other side of the story saying that she was crazy, but she's already gone, and... And so now he doesn't even know what to believe. His entire life and livelihood is—it's an up and down roller coaster. And at this point, he just says, "I don't really care. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in anything anymore." But then, as he, you know, maybe goes on and becomes, say, this leads into Heath Ledger, Dark Knight Joker, which I kind of think it does, um, personally. Then he later takes on the and the belief that yeah, I am Bruce Wayne, and I we are brothers oh and i think that's so i think that's so good i think that i think that's my favorite storyline right there because then you have it's literally or they're half brothers they're half brothers they are related by blood and it is all sparked this chain of events was sparked and comes back and not the joker killing thomas wayne but somebody random on the street still but then that in turn facilitates Batman, who is the uh, the protagonist to Joker. Oh my gosh, I love it! I love it. So you just witnessed me fleshing out my theory on this, and um, I think it's flipping amazing. I'm super stoked about it, and I love the way that it played out to everything because 
Now, I, I do want to say this. I'm not sitting here fantasizing about mental illness because that's the thing that they do really well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with this. They do really well with... I, the movie's very cringy, very hard to watch. And if you're someone who can empathize the whole time, I'm feeling nothing but sorrow for this character. And one of the best things in the movie is he has a line in his notebook that he says, that he says um, people without mental illness expect those with it to act like they don't have it. And, or it, that's not exact quote, but that's, that's the message is saying they, they tell us, they tell those with mental illness to act like, you know, how do you, how do you tell me to not be myself, to act like I don't, they tell the mentally ill to act like they don't have it and like ignore it. And basically, and, and so that, that prompts a good question of like, you know, how we, how you treat mental illness, how you deal with it. Right. Because you definitely can't fully buy into it all the way, buy into the crazy, if it is a total disconnect from reality. But in some aspects, it's like you can learn to have an acceptance of it and, and to get them to a point where they can function within the real world. But all in all, that say, I think it was a, a strong portrayal of a very broken man who lives in a very broken place. And, and you just have these sequence of events and, and things that just keep happening. And it just... What 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 can lead people? You see a path of how someone could be led to be do become something, become the monster that is you know the Joker character. You you see that path because people aren't born that way. They're not born monsters. Monsters are created. Monsters are molded. Things happen. Things have to happen. To people and, and and on some level we all have that side, that potential for that side within us. It's just a matter of. Things that happen in our lives, how we respond, and and having and having you know good community, having people to lift us out, having having the resources, the people, right kind of people around us. I mean, that's what it comes down to ultimately. So, anyways, I think I think it doesn't make it. It's not a fantastical image of like of. Oh, mental illness. It's not romanticizing and saying, oh, mental illness, look at it. You know, this is what can lead to this great thing. I think all in all, still within the context, it's a great movie. And Joker has always been a very interesting, intriguing character, kind of just like how people are intrigued by the thought processes of uh, processes, ugh, thought processes of serial killers and things like that. So um, I think it, I think it's still it, it has that side of it where that that dark side where I don't you know, you don't like seeing that. Nobody wants to if you if you let yourself be engulfed into the movie you do not want to see like it, even though it's a fake character if you if you can kind of get step into the movie enough you can see it and kind of see how this is a, a reflection of what could happen to just any anybody else who has a slight mental illness and mental problems and just the right the right things happen or just the wrong things happen to them and you know you can lead to these certain things and so i think it's that then is a call back to um that one, the one redemptive moment when, uh, I can't remember his name, the clown friend who gave him the gun and ultimately kind of got him fired, come over with, with the, the, the midget clown friend. I don't remember his name either. And yeah, I'm going to say the word midget, get over it. The midget can't, uh, clown friend. And they come over because they just heard his mom died, even though he killed him. And he kills the guy that he kills the big guy, the guy that gave him the gun. Right. And then, and then the little, little man tries to run is he's like, no, you can go. And then he's like, will you help me with the lock? And he, and he goes up to him. He goes, no, Dwayne. I think his name is, no, it's not. It's not Dwayne. He goes, I'm not, he goes, I'm not going to hurt you. He goes, you were the one person who was always nice to me. 
you know, and it's because he was, they were both in the same boat. They were both always being made fun of short jokes for the, for, um, for the midget. And then just all the different crazy and weird jokes that were made at Arthur for his laughing and things like that. And so they were in the same boat there. One, you know, just kind of powered through it, I guess, if you want. And the other one led to this break, but you have that, that's a, that's a little light at the end of the tunnel where you say, look, you don't know everything that people are going through. And so you need to have some sympathy, um, you know, try and have some sympathy and try and try and give a little, give a little, um, give a little care, give it a little care, give it, extend an olive branch to somebody and, and be like, look, like, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're going to, you know, you can kind of poke fun at friends and stuff like that. But, but I think it's, it's definitely, you always want to make sure that it's clear. It's like, I'm joking. All right. And, and, it's one, you know, you'll be, show some kindness to one another because we all have our own problems. You don't know where someone is at in their life. And so you could be that one positive person any given day where it's like, you know, you were, you did this awesome thing for me. You were super nice to me in this way. And that kept me from doing this that day or, or that, that brought my spirits just, just up enough. And, and I was actually having a terrible day and this, this brought me back to life a little bit. So I think that's where I'm going to close this show with. Uh, I give I give Joker ten out of ten. Amazing movie and absolutely awesome. Uh, I was so excited to see him dancing down the step scene. That was incredible. And Rock and Roll Part Two, by the way, the pedophile song that I talked about on a previous episode. Yeah, it was like thirty seconds and it fit perfectly. And I'm glad that's the song they chose. Partially, I just want to stick it to all the haters. But um, seriously awesome movie if you haven't seen it and you just listen to this whole podcast go flipping see it but at this point you got all the spoilers so big whoop now 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 you're not going to be able to truly form your own theory um but i'd love to know your theories where you what you think um what you think about my theory and 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 i want to i want to see what other people's theories are so let me know let me know what your theories are either on twitter at rambling viking or for long form answers because that's what this is going to be hit me up on email the rambling viking at gmail.com that is the rambling viking at gmail.com uh give this podcast a like or subscribe a rating review because um that'll help and and tell your friends if you enjoy this podcast um keep me going and like to grow the listener base and have this be more of an open conversation forum so anyways that's it for me until next time guys